The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Andy O'Donoghue was with us for Tech Tuesday. And Ben mentioned it there in the headlines. And I think a lot of people would be interested in something we discussed, if I remember rightly, last year, but still hasn't been introduced. Common phone chargers for all manufacturers. And Matt, this is really is a big story and it's a big deal. They reckon that about, I think it's 51,000 tonnes of waste every year from these old chargers that we throw throw away because we replace our phones and we replace our chargers. So the EU have reached a provisional agreement and this 18-page directive, which requires um, all electronic devices to use the same type of USB charging port. Now, it's going to be USB-C. And what does that mean? Well, th- that's the newer style of USB plug that we have. And you might even have it on your laptop. <clears throat> and laptops will come into this a year or two later. But the, I suppose the, the, the bit that some people don't like, and particularly Apple, is Apple have, believe it or not, have said that this would stifle innovation um, if they were forced to use the same charger uh, as everybody else. And then there is the question that, well, will Apple change their iPhone charger to USB-C in Europe and leave it in America? Apparently not. The talk is that Apple have been trying USB-C on all their devices and this will become common. The convenience for consumers, though, is just incredible. I mean, how many of us have encountered the situation where you go on holiday or a business trip or away with your family and there's a charger for that phone, there's a charger for that headset, there's a charger for the Kindle, there's a charger for this, that and the other. And you end up with maybe six chargers, then you need the uh, two-pin converters, adapters, adapters when you're overseas. And um, it's a complete pain. So this EU directive for us as consumers is a tremendous idea and is likely to be implemented, I think, by the end of 2024. Now, it's a long way off. It is a long way off. And believe it or not, laptops will go even a little bit longer. There's a time frame that's going to be effective once the once all 27 countries have agreed, which they have to. But having laptops brought into this as well, and they would be considered medium-sized electronics. But it means that we would have phones and, char- and uh, laptops using the same charger godsend could it also by that stage though be that we even be changing the ways of charging our phones and what frustration for me in the car we changed to in early this year is that there is a flat phone charger that you're supposed to put your phone down to and charge your phone except it doesn't work with apple phones Ah, okay. Well, it won't. So the QI charging is what it needs, which are the newer phones. That will probably be the next standard that gets addressed. Um, The interesting thing, there is a history of this. I mean, going back to 2009, uh, Apple and Nokia and Samsung agreed to make chargers that used an old uh, format, micro USB. But it went awry somewhere. And even the EU tried this in 2018, went awry. Thank heavens, though, it does appear that we're on track and it will be great for consumers. Okay. I wonder, is it good for consumers that Apple has decided to bring in a pay, a buy now, pay later service to compete with the likes of Klarna and ClearPay? Uh, this is very interesting. And it was announced yesterday at WWDC, Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference. An unusual setting for this announcement had been rumoured since last year. And I think this is a very good announcement from Apple. So there are a lot of, um, in the UK, about 15 million people avail of buy now, pay later. In Ireland, it's probably per, the, the ratio is similar based on our population. However, generally, 
people pay quite a high rate of interest to do this. But what Apple have announced is that it will, this service will be integrated with Apple Wallet. So it'll be on your phone or on your Mac within your Apple Wallet. And if you're on the Apple Store and you decide, okay, I need to upgrade my iPhone or I just want to buy some accessories, get a new Mac, get a HomePod, something like that, you buy it now and pay it later. And there will be five payments, I think, over uh, five months debited, zero percent interest. And that's very important. I do think that a lot of people won't be happy about this. The likes of Klarna, who operate in Europe, won't be happy. But also the people who do this at retail. What Apple have done now is they've made, uh, I suppose they've created a situation where people won't go to real world stores. They'll buy online from Apple, avail of the five months uh, free interest and uh, pay within their Apple wallet. Not the first financial product. They have a credit card in the US, the Apple card. They've, uh, they've also done other types of payment um, uh, mechanisms for bigger transactions. Apple's push into financial services, given that they are so big and have so much cash, this is probably just the start and we'll see more and more credit offerings from Apple, I think. Tell us as well about the changes to the iPhone operating system that are coming in. So Apple uh, announced... Um, a lot of things yesterday, and it was surprising. So iOS uh, 16, which is the new version of uh, Apple's operating system, we tend to get this new version every year and we get some incremental changes. But they've done a couple of things that I love. For instance, the home screen on the iPhone isn't particularly useful. What Apple have done is um, the opportunity will be for you to customise it with live updates. And one of the things I really like is, for instance, uh, football scores on your lock screen. So your phone's lying on the table in front of you and you can see live scores um, minute by minute uh, updated instantly. And notifications will flow up from the bottom. A lot of nice features in iOS. Some people might think they're incremental, but what we do see every year is that Apple sort of provision iOS, uh, the new version of iOS, ready for the new iPhones, which of course we'll see in the autumn. When will we get this new operating system? Uh, this new operating system, I think, launches almost immediately. It's, it's in beta at the moment, so people will be able to use it soon. Okay, and then finally, tell us about the new uh, MacBook Air that's coming out. One of the things they announced yesterday was a new MacBook Air and probably, um, I think, unofficially, the world's most popular laptop <laughs> because uh, every student in the world wants one. Steve Jobs, when he unveiled it in 2008, slid it out of a manila envelope and it's tiny and this new version um, has gone away from the wedge design but it's still only, a, 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 I think, uh, a 11 millimetres thick. It's remarkably thin. It's got bigger, uh, the screen's got a little bit bigger and... The big thing, though, is it is now powered by Apple's M2 chip. So this is the new version of Apple's own silicon. And so we would have seen um, Apple introducing this. I think 2020, they introduced the M1. So now Apple make both the software and the hardware. The M2 chip is a remarkable step forward again. And if you own, say, an Intel-based MacBook Air, this new one will be 15 times faster. If you have the M1 from a year or two ago, I wouldn't suggest changing for some time. But this new one is 
truly remarkable looking and it also comes in some new colours uh, there's a midnight colour which is lovely blue there's a lovely starlight colour it's going to be 1522 euros 1522 euros so whereas the M1 I think was about 300 euros cheaper you can still buy the M1 but this new one will be available le- next month indicating that supply chain is still a problem but this is actually a really important part of people's uh, of Apple's business people sometimes think of Apple now as an iPhone company which, of course, they are. And a services company. And a services company, increasingly so. But the Mac has done very well. And Tim Cook gave us a clue, um, a record Mac sales at the end of last year. And he hinted that it was driven by Apple's move to their own chips. And so, bad news for parents of uh, students, but I suspect that every student in the world will still want a MacBook Air. Thank you very much, Andy O'Donoghue, for joining us for Tech Tuesday. The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.